Just imagine that this sounds good to you and you'd like to have a passive income stream, right? Let's just say that that sounds like, hey, you know what? I wouldn't mind like looking at my bank account and finding an extra couple of thousand dollars in there every month. The easiest way to do that by far is house hacking because you're taking something that you already have and you're turning it into something that's going to make you money. Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarron, and each week my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. I remember the first dollar that I made passively. It was a pretty fun, exciting day (laughs) for me. So what I had done is I put some friends together. I had $30,000 of my own. I did what's now called a Burr strategy. Back then they didn't call it that, but that's buy, renovate, rent, refinance, and repeat. So once I got that passive income stream going, I was actually able to go after, it was about eight months, I think, of owning it. And I went to the bank and said, hey, you know, I've got this second home and I'd really like to refinance it. And so that's what I did. I I had them do, so I bought it for 90,000. I had them come in, they did the appraisal to decide how much they were gonna give me. They appraised it for $170,000. So I took, because they, they said, oh, this is an investment property, we're only gonna give you 80, um, 80% or 70% and then got all my money back again, got like all the money back that I had. Everything that I made when I sold it was profit because I had, you know, once I paid off the loan, because I had already taken back all of my initial deposit. I already had that 30,000 back, plus all the money I went to fix it up, plus a little extra. That's like, right? It's like awesome. So it's almost like I got a house for free and it just kept boom, 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 printing money for me the whole time I owned it. And right about at the same time, or about, I guess about a year later, I purchased a new single family house for myself. And right away, the, the plan for that property, because it was in a nice location, the plan for that property was to go ahead and find a way for it to make money. So I did there what's called a house hack. Now, house hack is this like, you know, really, you know, this cute, trendy term to mean something that we've all been doing that has been a thing since the dawn of time, right? It's this idea that you take your existing house and you find a way for it to make you money. For example, Miss Molly back in 1825, her husband dies, leaves her with the house and she doesn't have any way to pay the bills. So what does she do? She takes in borders. That's a house hack, basically. She said, I've got these rooms. I'm going to rent them out to people. Maybe I'll make them breakfast. And then that's going to be my thing. And that's how she survived. That's how she paid herself. Nowadays, it's so much easier because you've got Airbnb, you've got VRBO, you've got all these great ways to take your existing real estate and find a way to make money. Now, for me, I don't want anybody in my house. I didn't want to rent a bedroom. Okay. I had a three bedroom house. I could have rented two bedrooms, but I'm like, "Mm," didn't want to do that. So I actually took the time and the trouble and the money to divide the house in half, made a new kitchen and a new bathroom and a new everything. And now I have two houses, two side-by-side units with just one common wall, two washing machines, two dryers, everything so that I have my life, I have my house, the people who are coming in from Airbnb or whatever, they have their space as well. And that worked out so wonderfully for me because the entire time I lived there, 
the people from Airbnb were paying my rent. I mean, my mortgage, they paid the whole entire mortgage plus all the utilities and everything. I mean, not on purpose, but that's what it ended up being when they, you know, when you add up all the money that I was getting from them versus all the expenses that I had on the property. And then the house was all done. Like my side wasn't done right at the beginning. So when my side was all done. Everything was all finished. I just got finished on the phone telling a friend of mine, I just finished everything in the house. I just like have one more door to paint. Two hours later, the phone rings. Someone says, hi, I'm wondering if you'd be interested in selling your house. And I'm just like, for how much? <laughs> right? I'm not, I'm, I'm no fool. Right? So in the end, again, if you look at the money that I actually invested in the property, and then the money that I made as a profit when I sold it. So $60,000 investment that I put down on the house. Could have put less down because it was my my residence. I could have put down a lot less. But I didn't. I put down $60,000. And then when I sold it, I got more than eight times profit on that property. I mean, just like we were talking about before, try doing that with a stock. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Because of leverage, because of the way leverage works, you take that little seed and you turn it into a gigantic oak tree slash investment house. I mean, so that's two ways that I did very quickly and easily got some passive income coming in. And I'll tell you, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like looking in your bank account and saying, oh, look at that. I have a lot more money than I thought I did. Awesome. <laughs> so let's just imagine that this sounds good to you and you'd like to have a passive income stream, right? I mean, I know that I'm going out on a limb here, but let's just say that that sounds like, hey, you know what? I wouldn't mind like wake, looking at my bank account and finding an extra couple of thousand dollars in there every month. The easiest way to do that by far is house hacking because you're taking something that you already have and you're turning it into uh, something that's going to make you money. So the first thing that I would say to do for that is figure out your own like tolerance level, your own personality. Like, would you love meeting people from around the world? Would you like love sitting down over coffee with them and hearing their stories and stuff like that over breakfast? If so, then you might just want to rent out a bedroom. You can do that easily on Airbnb. You just put down that it's a shared space and you know, you're going to meet some really cool people. I mean, some of them are just going to stay in their room the whole time or they're going to be out the whole time, but you're 100% going to meet some really interesting people. You can do that in a minute, you know, basically just buy like a Keurig to put into their unit or you don't even have to do that. The next level kind of above, like just renting out a bedroom would be to create a little bit of a partition space. So you've got, you're giving them a private entrance, maybe to an existing bedroom, even if that's a fire escape from the outside of the property or whatever, so that they can't necessarily come into your space, but you can't get as much rent for that as you can if you go to the third step, which is to actually create a second space within your property. Now, one of the people that you're going to eventually be hearing from has done that in her house. She created a basement suite. So she had a nice spacious space basement, made it into a separate unit, separate entrance. In that scenario, you can even have a full-time, you know, all the time guest. It doesn't have to be this Airbnb scenario and all these other choices. You can have somebody who's there all the time, you know, a, a permanent guest, permanent tenant. So once you do that, that's kind of step one, figure out what kind of house hack person you want to be, what's, what's good for you. And then number two, you really need to talk to the town, especially if you're going to do a short-term rental scenario, or if you're going to want to subdivide the home, then you need to talk to your town and see whether or not there are any restrictions, 
you, you know, uh, permits, anything else like that, that you would have to get in order to do that. More and more different communities and towns and states are having some kind of restrictions against short-term rental scenarios. So you want to definitely find out about that before you go any further. And then step three basically is just to set up the space. Now, if you're going with just the bedroom scenario, then you really don't have to do anything because you're giving them access to your kitchen. Uh, The next level up where they have their own little space and they can't come into your space, you really need to have, you know, maybe a microwave and a tea kettle and, you know, maybe a Keurig or something so that they can prepare, you know, some rudimentary things for themselves for breakfast or whatever. I mean, obviously they're not going to be cooking big meals there, but, you know, you want to make sure they have some of the creature comforts and they obviously have to have their own bathroom in that situation. And if you're going the route of having a whole new property, you know, a whole new suite built, then you're going to have to go and do a lot more <laughs> to get the space ready. So in in option number three, where you're actually giving them a separate physical space, depending on what your house looks like now, there could actually be some construction and some more work that needs to be done. And there for sure, if you want to make it like, for example, a legal two-family home, you have to make sure that the city is going to be okay with that. But all of those scenarios, like I said, even, and you know what, you can even think even further outside the box because it doesn't even have to be your shared space. You can rent your garage. Now there are things called experiences, but that's a whole nother, that's not real estate investing, but it's another thing you can do with Airbnb just to kind of like get a little passive income stream, which is the name of the game. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.